Alright guys, we're back with another episode of David Sports Talk. It's been a busy couple of weeks, but we're just going to jump right into it. So, um, we're just going to do like the biggest news from the past couple of weeks. So, to top it off, um, Aleister Black, he debuted in AEW on Wednesday. At AEW Road Rager Night One, under the new name of Malachi Black, um, his wife Selena Vega actually returned to WWE earlier this month. She lost in a return match to Liv Morgan on SmackDown. She is also in the Women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Um. Uh, moving on, uh, Naomi deleted her Twitter account following Jimmy Uso controversy. So, if none of you know what the controversy is, um, Jimmy Uso, um, he was arrested for DUI this past Monday. It's his third DUI arrest since 2011. Um, more than likely, she probably deactivated it because people were giving her backlash. Or anything like that, but it, it we I don't like seeing wrestlers go down this road. Um, we saw Jeff Hardy go down it, and it it was terrible. If you guys watched, um, I believe it was TNA Victory Road two thousand eleven, when Jeff Hardy was literally intoxicated for a match and was rated like one of the worst matches ever. Um, next up. JT Real Muto and Zach Wheeler were named All-Stars for the MLB game. JT Real Muto will be replacing Buster Posey as an All-Star game starter. Um, other news, the Flyers are looking to move on from Jacob Voracek this offseason. Um, he's expected to be left unprotected for the expansion draft. But... If they don't take him in the draft, Flyers are going to look into trading him. Um, he had nine goals this season along with 39 assists. Well, 34 assists in only 53 games. Um, he has three years left on his deal with $8.25 million, which Flyers are considered to have about $13 million in projected cap space. So that is going to take a chunk of their cap. Um, Flyers have the draft coming up soon, so they will be looking into drafting newbies. Um, for me, they need scores and defense. That's what they need to do. Um, I think they could end up trading Voracek and a pick to move up. But... We don't know what the Flyers will do. They always, like I said, Philly sports teams, they're expected to make big moves, and then they make big moves, but it backfires. Um, Seth Curry commented on Ben Simmons' trade rumors. said he does not want the Sixers to trade Ben Simmons. He said he believes the Sixers can win an NBA title with Simmons. Said he loves playing with Ben. He's still a great player. He always had a rough playoffs. He's looking forward to playing with him again. Um, 
WWE superstar Bailey was injured in performance center training. It was believed she tore her ACL, but she will be missing her upcoming match against Bianca Belair and Money in the Bank for the SmackDown Live Women's Championship, and she will be out for the next nine months. Um, that is why SmackDown made some moves yesterday. They called up Tegan Knox and Shanti Blackheart to the main roster. Um, and Tony Storm will be coming up soon, too. Uh, the lack of depth on WWE's rosters right now are probably also contributing to, um, you know, a bunch of injuries right now. You know, superstars are obviously being relied on to be on the show every week doing double the work they're supposed to, you know. There's no time off because obviously, you know, the rosters have been gutted and you're going to be seeing about the same people on TV every week. Um, I think at this point, though, I think the brand split should just end. I mean, the ratings are suffering big time. And a lot of superstars are just... WWE is relying too much. They, It's going to get to the point where they're going to have to call in the big guns, which... If you guys know what the big guns are, that means they're going to have to call in the part-timers. That's why for SummerSlam next month, you know, the rumors for the main matches are Hall of Famers and Legends coming back. Thing is, though, WWE has to rely on, they have to build up their next generation of superstars because if they don't, the ratings are going to continue suffering and people are going to be complaining like oh who's this guy I know I, I, who is this guy like why is he on my TV they're not going to be used to seeing you know the Undertaker every Wrestlemania John Cena coming back once a year um, hell possibly Triple H even coming back to the ring like they're not they're, they're not going to want to see that WWE has to start relying on hiring superstars that are young and can lead the next generation. But moving on, um, the Bucks are down 0-2 in the NBA Finals right now. Yes, I'm saying this right now, and I'm saying it with a shocked face. The Bucks are down 0-2. The team that was supposedly supposed to dominate the East. Well... After Brooklyn went out. Even still, Atlanta was a tough matchup for them. But they're down 0-2 to the Phoenix Suns, who haven't made a playoff series. Who haven't even been to the championship in God knows how long. There's only four teams that have overcome an 0-2 deficit in the finals. It's the Cavs in 2016, the Heat in 2006, the Blazers in 77, and the Celtics in 1969. That is going to be insane. And you know what else is a fun fact? The last seven 40-point games in the NBA Finals was Giannis versus the Suns in 2021, LeBron versus the Heat in 2020, Jimmy Butler versus the Lakers in 2020, Steph versus the Raptors in 19, Durant versus the Cavs in 18, LeBron versus the Warriors in 18, and then LeBron versus the Warriors in 17. Guess what? Giannis had 42 last game, and guess what? They still lost. 
That's crazy to think about. Oh, and um, other news for all you Philly fans. It was just announced yesterday. Friday Night Smackdown will be coming back to Philly on September 24th. Tickets will be available Friday, July 16th at 10 a.m. So, if you're from Philly and you want to see a great show, I suggest clicking that button next Friday, 10 a.m., and buying your tickets for SmackDown, because SmackDown is the show to watch right now. Um, yesterday, it was reported that Elton Brand met with the GM in Minnesota to discuss a possible Ben Simmons to Minnesota trade. Right after that was announced, rumors were spread that, well, actually it was confirmed that the Timberwolves do not want to trade D'Angelo Russell. They consider him untouchable, which means they'll probably make Carl Anthony Towns untouchable too, which I don't see why they wouldn't. Those two are the star duo in their team. Um, that's good news, but it's also bad news. Good news is that means that we could, let's say that Dame or Bradley Beal, you know, once out of Washington or Portland, we could give Ben to Minnesota and then use the assets from Minnesota to trade them to Portland along with picks, obviously. So here's my ideal. If it were up to me right now, the ideal trade would probably be Ben Simmons and George Hill to Portland. No, Ben Simmons and George Hill to Minnesota. Or just Ben Simmons, obviously. Um, Malik Beasley. And some picks to Portland. And then obviously, you know, we would have to include... I want to say a rookie. Maybe like Shake or Maxi or Thibel. But that sounds a lot better than what the rumored trade was before. Which was Ben, Shake... No, not Shake. It was Ben, Maxi, Thibel and three first-round picks for... Damian Lillard. But if the Timberwolves end up trading with us, they could essentially give... Portland could essentially end up with Beasley, Rubio, and a couple of other rookies or players. Because obviously once Dame is gone, they're going to be rebuilding. Because I wouldn't be surprised if shortly after Dame's gone... McCollum is requesting a trade. And Yusuf Nurkic already said if Dame's gone, he's gone. So that's another piece. And Melo's a free agent this year. And the Lakers are rumored to be targeting him. So that's... The, the dominoes are falling right there. Even though I think somehow, some way, something's going to happen and Dame is going to end up in Los Angeles Lakers. As much as I don't want to see that happen, well, let me say that. As much as I don't want to see Dame on a team other than Philly, I think the best fit for him other than the Sixers would be the Lakers. Only problem is the Lakers have no valuable assets. 
if you if I was Portland right now and I was looking at a trade package and I called Lakers up and said, hey, you know, Philly just offered us this many players, picks. Minnesota's given us picks and players too. You know, what is your trade idea? Lakers' only option would be Dennis Schroeder sign and trade, Kuzma, KCP, and Montrez Harrell. Along with, they would have to give up, I think, a pick or two. And I don't think they have any first-round picks until, I think, like 2025, I think. 2026. Because they traded them on that Anthony Davis trade. So, if I'm Portland GM, I would cross the Lakers off the board. Unless a third team joins and decides, you know what, we'll take these assets if, if I was the Lakers, though, the most realistic trade they could probably do to get a point guard would be for Kemba Walker. You could easily call up OKC and go, hey, I'll give you Kuzma in the pick. That's, that's the only thing that OKC would want. I don't see Kemba being a long-term fit there. I wouldn't be surprised if they start taking calls from now. If I was OKC, though, I would let Kemba get his trade value up. You know, obviously, obviously, if you're Kemba Walker, if you were traded straight up for Al Horford with picks, that's kind of disrespectful because Kemba used to be insanely good in the Hornets. He went to Boston and he just fizzled away but we'll see how that works um WWE announced a bunch of tour dates yesterday they did confirm the Extreme Rules pay-per-view will take place on Sunday, September 26th from the Nationwide Arena in Columbus, Ohio. So, that SmackDown on September 24th before Extreme Rules, that will be essentially the go-home show for Extreme Rules. Which means that it is going to be a great show. Because every time there is a go home show for a pay-per-view WWE rarely messes it up I don't want to say they never mess it up because there's been times that they have a episode before a pay-per-view and it's just downright terrible and you're just like where's the build-up for this match they hype it up with a crappy contract signing and guess what ends up being some bull crap where it's like oh well here, we'll sign the contract, and I'll see you at this pay-per-view. Like, no. You know how it was run back in the old WWE days a couple years ago? Maybe, like, last year, two years ago? They'd sign the contract, and it would end with literally the whole locker room emptying. But you probably figure WWE can't do that because their locker room is basically empty. Literally empty. Um, but, yeah, WWE announced a bunch of tour dates. They did say they wanted this to be the biggest tour 
and they're gonna make that. But if the Sixers do want Damian Lillard, here's three teams that can essentially help them. First team, Cleveland Cavaliers. So, basically, if the Sixers wanted to trade for Damian Lillard right now, the the best way for them to do it would be Ben Simmons, Maxi, and round three first round picks. I'm sorry to say it. Tyrese Maxey is great, but guess what? He's going to be a star, just not in Philly. This is why I say it now. It does not matter who we draft. Because guess what? They are essentially going to have a great breakout season, and then they'll be gone. Only player I essentially see being untouchable is Matisse Thybul. Um, but yeah. Um, but yeah, the first team that can help the Sixers get Damian Lillard would be Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, they have a bunch of picks. They have a bunch of players they could give up. The ideal trade. So, Cleveland is rumored to be interested in moving the third pick if it gets them a player who would help them reach the playoffs. And, obviously, Ben Simmons would be that player. Um, the ideal trade would be Sixers getting Damian Lillard, Ben Simmons going to Cleveland, and then the Trailblazers getting Kevin Love, Tyrese Maxey, Three first round picks from Philly and then the third round the third pick from Cleveland. For which, you know, Trailblazers would have their options of Kate Cunningham, Jalen Greener, more likely Evan Mobley to choose from. Or they could choose Jalen Suggs, Jonathan Kuminga, or Scotty Barnes. Um, so essentially that could help them in a good rebuilding position. Cause it could still help them be a solid playoff team, maybe a play in tournament team. On the second team, the Memphis Grizzlies. While they are a good team so far, they do probably want a second star to pair with Morant. Obviously, you know, Jaron Jackson Jr. had that injury. He didn't come back looking too bad. Um, but... The essential trade for that would be Sixers getting Damian Lillard, the Grizzlies getting Ben Simmons, and the Trailblazers getting whew, Justice Winslow, Jaron Jackson Jr., Tyrese Maxey, Desmond Bain, a first round from Grizzlies, and three first round picks from the Sixers. So that could also help them too. I don't think it would lead them in the right direction as the other trade would. And the last one. This one I see... And I think this is the clear favorite for me right here. The Golden State Warriors. Now, I know a bunch of people think, you know, Sixers should not trade Ben to Golden State simply because what does Golden State have that the Sixers want? Literally nothing. I'm sorry to say this, but draft picks are not going to attract me for a top 10 player in the league, top 15, top 20. 
We're trying to win a championship. You think draft picks at this point matter? I don't care for the seventh pick in the draft. That's going a step back. And that's because we could draft somebody at seven, which I believe is this, is the Warriors pick. But guess what? Do we know if they're NBA ready? No. And obviously with the college season not being that great because of COVID, a lot of these players are not going to be playing like the ranked prospects that they are. But... Here... is the trade that I think will be the most likely one. If I was Portland and Philly and Golden State, I would do in a heartbeat. Sixers get Damian Lillard. The Warriors get George Hill and Ben Simmons. The Trailblazers get Wiggins, Wiseman, Maxey, first, two first-round picks from the Warriors, and two first-rounds from the Sixers. Obviously, Trailblazers would get that. They will be getting the 7th pick, the 14th pick, and the 28th pick in the 2021 draft. That is another one because you have Tyrese Maxey, who could play the point guard position. You have Andrew Wiggins, who could be a solid role player in the lineup. You have James Wiseman, who if Nurkic leaves, he could easily replace him. And if you keep Cantor, then... That's another one. Or you could have Wiseman back up Cantor, have them switch swap. And then you have three first-round picks. So you could, whatever holes you have in the roster, you could easily just say, you know what? With the seventh pick, there's a lot of prospects still out there. We'll draft someone that we need for this position. So obviously, Mello is leaving. Who's the other power forward they have on their team? I believe it's Robert Covington. Or Derek Jones Jr. And I believe Derek Jones has a player option. So we don't know if he's going to opt in. Or if he's going to opt out and try to get a bigger deal with Portland. But we don't know. Um, the NFL and Twitter announced a multi-year partnership extension. That will include expanded engagement formats and a full season commitment to produce exclusive content on Twitter spaces. Twitter's new live audio feature. Um, the Warriors are also reportedly flirting with the idea of adding Kevin Love. We don't know how that's going to work. Um, Ty Young announced her retirement from the WNBA. Uh, kudos to her. Um, the Warriors hired Kenny Atkinson as a lead assistant to Steve Kerr's coaching staff. Um... But that's really about it for now. I'll see you guys next episode.